Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the American Variety Network, and welcome to the very first episode of The Man Cave. Now, what is The Man Cave? Well, The Man Cave is going to be a bi-weekly talk show that's going to air every other Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on the American Variety Network. It's going to rotate with the African Cichlid Keepers Hour that is hosted by the same host that is on this show. So the first Thursday, we'll have the Man Cave, and the second Thursday, we're going to have the African Cichlid Keepers Hour. So each Thursday, there's going to be an awesome show. All right. Now, The Man Cave is an unscripted and fun talk show that is done by two friends, and we do this for all of you, our wonderful listeners. Now, The Man Cave is going to be a talk show that focuses on manly topics, things like sports, politics, and everything men like. We're going to have some awesome occasional guests here on the man cave and on our second episode of the man cave we already have a guest booked so this is going to be a very fun series and i hope all of our listeners out there are going to enjoy the man cave so i'm your first host of the man cave grizzly bear alice cardinelli and i would like to welcome the second host of the man cave he is a great friend of mine he always respects me unlike some of the other people out there who used to say that they were my friends he has never ever caused trouble for me but nonetheless i'd like to introduce you guys to the new host and one of the new hosts of the american variety network and the host of man cave right here on the american variety network please welcome the Texas Ranger, Donovan Barger. Donovan, how are you doing today, sir? Great, Alex. How are you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic, and I'm very excited to have you here as a host on the American Variety Network. Man, I'm excited to be here as well. I'm stoked about this show. Yes, it's going to be a fun thing to do every Thursday, especially with uh, the other Thursdays being the African Ticklet Show, too. Oh, yeah, I'm stoked about that one, too. I'm pretty excited about that. But, you know, on bigger news, I'm pretty excited about Alex Bardinale going saltwater as well. Oh, yeah, that's a very exciting challenge, and I'm sure we'll we'll talk about that uh, later on in the show. And the reason I called you the Texas Ranger is because you live in Texas. Is that okay with you? Oh, that's fine. I'm not from Texas, but I sure did move here, and I love the place. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I like Texas, too. So our phone lines are open, so if anyone out there would like to call in and ask us any questions or talk about sports or anything that men like to talk about, please feel free to call in at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. Again, the call-in number is one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. All right, so we're actually going to take our first introduction commercial, and when we come back, the Man Cave is officially going to start. So don't go anywhere, because the fun begins right after this.
are tuned in live to the American Variety Network here, live on Blog Talk Radio. With a name like American Variety, you can expect a wide variety of topics. Now, let's get live here on the AV Network. Hi, Jeremy Stillhorn. I'm tuned into the American Variety Network where I find the shows very educational and entertaining. Are you bold enough to call in and interact with tonight's topic? Well, prove it by calling in live at 1-347-989-8142 to ask questions about tonight's topic or share your thoughts on tonight's topic. Just pick up your phone and dial 1-347-989-8142 and go into a quiet location. Again, that's 1-347-989-8142. Now let's get on with the show. Are you ready for a show hosted by men for men? Sit down in your man cave, grab your drinks and snacks, turn the volume up, ignore your wives, it's time for the man cave on American Variety Network. Men and boys, welcome to the man cave. Time to get the man cave started, and we're going to get our first episode of the man cave started with a great segment here. So, man, here is what I want you to take away from this segment. It's okay to be upset at things. It's okay to be pissed off at things. But don't be so pissed off that you go over the deep end and really prove to everyone that you are butthurt because true men don't get but her. And I'm sure a lot of my listeners who listened to the American Variety Network last night know exactly what I'm talking about. I know that I did a show and I was upset last night. And I know that particular person is really upset that I did that show and he is uh, going over the deep end. Now, he's actually butthurt because he keeps posting everything about me and everything he's posting almost 95% of the stuff he's putting on Facebook is all a lie. But the one thing that I did find that was funny that he said was that he was going to get me kicked off of blog talk radio. What do you think about that, Donovan? I think he's a fool to be honest with you. That's not happening. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. No one's ever going to get me kicked off of Block Talk Radio because Block Talk Radio loves me, and uh, they won't just throw you out for one show. No joke. You've been on Block Talk Radio for several months or maybe a year now or so. I've listened to almost every episode you've thrown on here. Yeah, I've been on here for quite a while, so I would never be going anywhere. I'm staying right here. But like I said, true men don't get butthurt. Now, I'm not even upset that William T. calls me a 
pathological liar or any other garbage that he spews out of his mouth because he's just a blowhard that will do anything and everything to get attention. Now, how sad and pathetic that is. So I'll just say this here. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, Alex, listen, man. This is what I'm not understanding. He's calling you a pathetic whatever liar, okay? And I'm sitting here thinking, man, I've never heard Alex lie once since I've been in contact with you to begin with. You have never lied once. I don't know what his problem is or where he's getting at with this. I'm sorry if he can't take the rightful truth from you in the first place. That's ridiculous. He needs to rethink about what he's doing and get his life back on track if that is truly what his situation is. It is right down ridiculous how he's acting. Oh, I agree 100% with you, and I appreciate you for for saying that. And, uh, William, this is the last thing I'll say about you. You're 63 years old. You need to grow up and move on and get rid of that weird obsession with me. Now, Donovan, you know me for some time. Do I have an inferiority complex and grandoise attitude? Man, I'll be honest with you. Like this show is, I'm a guy. So some of those are bigger words than what I can go with right now, to be totally honest with you. But let's, let's, let's hear this, man. I don't think you're a liar, and I don't think that you have a complex of any sort. You're good at what you do. And that's all I can say about that. I mean, it is it is what it is. There's nothing bad about you, and there should have been nothing bad about him. He shouldn't have acted out the way he did, plain and simple. Awesome. I agree 100% with you. So let's move on from that now because we're not going to worry about that stuff anymore. So now that you are a new host for the American Variety Network and you're going to be here every Thursday, why don't you start off by introducing yourself to our listeners and telling them everything you want them to hear. Well, guys, uh, I'm from te- I'm from Missouri, moved to Texas, and I actually got into fish keeping and from fish keeping to listening to podcasts to finding Alex on the Internet. You know, I was just looking up fish shows, talk shows, and that's how I met up with Alex, and that's pretty much why I'm, why I'm here today is because our pretty much significant situation we both like fish and that's kind of how we got started with everything and i will have to say one thing alex is a good dude he's always been good to me since i've known him um i'm super happy to be on the show and i appreciate what you're doing for me alex Oh, no problem. It was, it's a great pleasure of mine to have you as a co-host. You have a lot of uh, wonderful respect for me, and I think we're going to work together great on the radio. And uh, I can't wait to get into saltwater. I know that you introduced me into saltwater, and I am really, really uh, appreciate that. I'm really thankful for that. And uh, when, did you, when did you first get into saltwater? I'll be honest with you. <laughs> it's only been about a month and a half. Or maybe two months, maybe. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it, it, and I haven't been in saltwater long. You know, my big thing is African cichlids. And the reason that, you know, I got, that, that's a whole different story. Uh, you know, we'll talk fish later. But that situation was, uh, you can get on here for the fence and check that out. And that's our, there's a whole background of me telling everybody how I got started with actual freshwater you know, who my buddy was and so on. So if you guys want to check that out, you're more than welcome to. Um, but if, when we, if we do the African show, you know, we go 
along with that, and I'll kind of throw that out there every now and then. Awesome. So you're the person responsible for getting me into the saltwater aquarium, and I actually can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, next Thursday I'm supposed to pick up a used 55-gallon and stand for $90, and that'll actually be my saltwater aquarium. Dude, that is the perfect gallon to start at, to be honest with you. You can't go wrong too bad, and you, it's not small enough to where you can mess up perimeters real bad real easy. And it's big enough that you can control the environment really well. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be a fish only with live rock tank with some beautiful clownfish and uh, maybe some sort of a yellow tang and a, a bicolor angelfish and some other stuff. So I have to say thank you for getting me into saltwater. Oh, you're very welcome, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just, just amazed by the fish. Totally different culture of fish. Just crazy. Yeah, I definitely agree 100% with you. Now, since the theme of today's show is a man's talk show, and we're talking about a man cave, if you had a man cave, what would you want in yours? Well, let's talk off first off fish tanks. We all know that. <laughs> That's just it. Second thing, man, you know, look at it like this. We're guys. So there's only three things on our mind. We got sex. We got food. We got sex. I mean, that, that's what it is, right? So just yep. to be honest with, with you, I mean, if, if you don't think that, then, you know, we got we got to think about it. We got to figure something out. <laughs> so you got to have <laughs> some posters, man. You got to have some posters. You got to have your tank set up. Probably 90-inch flat screen TV. You know, I mean, I could go on for days about this. There would be so much I'd want in the man cave. What about yourself, Alex? For me, definitely, I'd have to have some fish tanks that have my 120-gallon South Sand Central American Cichlid Tank with a large Oscar, my Pyrochromus Managuens, my Jack Dempsey's, and all the cichlids I've got in there. I'd have my 55-gallon saltwater tank in there and probably a refrigerator for some snacks. And then, of course, like you said, you have to have some nude posters in there because men like fish, food, and sex. So that that would be my ultimate uh, man cave if I was able to combine fish keeping with snacks and, of course, uh, naked women and have a nice TV in there. Actually, I'm fortunate enough to have my own man cave because I consider my bedroom my man cave. That's where I'm doing my radio show right now. Uh, I'm looking at my 120 right now as we speak. So I think that is sort of my man cave. All I need in here right now is a nice TV and I'll be good to go. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. But, see, here, here's the thing. The thing that would really top off the man cave, man, is we need an Asian maid to cook our food for us. You're, you're 100% right about that. I'd love to find some maid to cook our food for us. I know that a lot of women out there are, are awesome cooks, so we should find some. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm not a big drinker myself, but I'll tell you what. I mean, we we could use a refrigerator in that thing with uh, maybe uh, Budweiser on tap, for all I know. I mean, we we, we, probably, we could do a kegerator. Yeah, Budweiser is pretty good. Do you like Mike's Hard Lemonade? Yeah, that's not bad. Rolling Rock would be good, too. Be get some good stuff, man. Yeah, I'll pretty much drink anything. I'm not a picky person. <laughs> no, whatever they give me, I'll take it. As long as I'm not paying for it, we're good to go, right? Yeah, that's, that's how a lot of men think. That's how I think nowadays. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't have to worry about all that. That's good stuff. <laughs> so are you a sports fan at all? Uh, you know, I only follow the Chiefs, really, and that's about as far as I go with any kind of sports, to be totally honest with you. What about yourself? Yes, I'm actually a sports fan. Um, I'm actually a New York Yankees fan for baseball. And for football, I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I actually like professional wrestling, WWE. But I'll be honest, I actually do not watch much sports nowadays. When I was a teenager, five, six years ago, I used to watch a lot of sports. But now that I'm getting a little bit older, I don't see myself watching as much sports as I used to. I'm watching more of uh, WWE. So I'm kind of the opposite of a normal man because usually around this age, men start to uh, turn off wrestling. But I still like it at this age. And sometimes when I'm really bored, I'll turn on football and uh, baseball. But the Chiefs have a good team here, don't they? Uh, yeah, they're doing pretty good. I mean, they've got one heck of a defense. I know that much. Now, don't don't quote me on that from the last game I just watched. That was ridiculous in the half. The Broncos, they <laughs> they stole that out from underneath them. Fair game, really good game. But I, I'll tell you what, that was that was uh, that really uh, put the Chiefs down to a low scale on my totem pole here. So. <laughs> Yeah, my Buccaneers did good last week. It surprised me they defeated the Saints. So I was happy I actually watched that game last Sunday, so I was happy about that. Yeah, you know, I mean, it takes a lot for me to want to watch some sports. I mean, you know, we could probably talk about sports all day long, but it's not something I could sit here and talk to you about and be real interested in, I guess you could say. Yeah, I don't blame you. I'm I'm really only interested in, like, the Super Bowl and the World Series and WrestleMania and the WWE pay-per-views, so that's the only kind of sports I'll watch. I'll watch the Super Bowl just for the commercials and for all the snack foods that come with it. Oh, yeah. Man, you got to talk about buffalo wings, man. You got homemade fries. I mean, you got dips. Yeah, I mean, you got everything you think of for, oh, man, that's the best thing about it, I think, the food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Us men love our food. We love our food more it's- than women, I think. Oh, I think so, man. I, you know what? Sometimes I'd rather go down to Red Lobster than do a lot of other things. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if you had a favorite, what would be your favorite drink? Favorite drink, man. To be honest with you, uh, I don't know how gay this is going to sound in the man cave show, but I kind of like my Long Island iced tea. Hey, that sounds pretty good. I'm actually going to sound pretty gay, too, but I like the strawberry daiquiris for my alcoholic drink, and for my non-alcoholic drink, I like Mountain Dew. <laughs> there you go, man. Hey, nobody said a man can't have one of them drinks, man. That's just what it is. If, you wanna, if you're a guy and you want to drink a margarita, have at it, man. Yeah, we don't judge anyone on this show. Anyone is uh, welcome to do whatever they want on this show, right? That's what I'm talking about, man. There's no need none of that... Uh, Oh, you're being a vagina, you're being a pussy because you drink pussy drinks. You know, fuck you. It's going to get you drunk, ain't it? Yeah, it'll get you the same result. It'll just take a little bit longer. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'll take what I want to drink. Plus, it's a lot sweeter, so you won't feel bad having so many. The only bad thing about sweet stuff, man, is I've noticed that if I drink a lot of sweet stuff, that sucker's coming up. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, it's it's not a good thing when you start drinking. Sweet stuff, and then add beer on the end of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine that. 
especially on New Year's Eve or something. Oh, yeah. No, I think I'll stay home. See, here's the thing on New Year's Eve. Here, you know, it, it was fun back in the day to go out and hang out. Well, let me remind you guys, I'm, I'm only 27 years old. So back in the day, it was probably six years ago. So don't quote me on I'm 40 years old or anything. So, But back in the day, when I was early 20s here, I would actually go out and party. But now it's got to where I just want to sit at the house because, you know, I mean, look at all the wrecks and things that are happening. And, you know, the safest place is to be at your house at that time, I think, anyway. Yeah, you're probably right. I don't know what I'm going to do this year. Maybe I'll I'll go out for a couple hours and come home and watch some TV and watch finished, uh, and finish a couple drinks here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If anything, stay at home and drink. It's it's not worth it, man. There's, the cops are so bad out. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's true. So I know currently you're living in, in Texas, and you were originally from Missouri. So what is it like living in Texas? It's hot. It's hot. And it's hot. <laughs> and when winter hits, it's cold. <laughs> that's all there is to it, man. Oh, yeah. I've always heard Texas is a is a pretty good state. I know a couple of days ago you were telling me that you don't have a fish store near you. You have to travel to Dallas. So how's Dallas oh, like? Dude. I've always heard good things about Dallas. You know, Dallas is really nice. I mean, there's some parts that's just like any city, though. There's some parts I wouldn't go to. But, I mean, overall, Dallas is really nice. The streets are good. You've got you know, the fish stores that I do go to. They're They're pretty good. You know, I've got a few favorites down there. And, you know, to get to a fish auction or, like, photos or whatever we got going on down there right now, which is Sunday, you've got to travel an hour and a half to get there. And I'm not going to make it this year because we've got a lot happening at the house. So, but, I mean, it, it's pretty clean. It's nice. You can travel across this, strip, across this state nine hours and still not reach the other side. I mean, it's like living in your own little America. It's, but it's Texas. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, I live up here in Massachusetts, and we have really hot summers, and we have mild springs and cold falls and cold winters. I hate living in Massachusetts in the wintertime because we get really bad snow. I think this year, 2015, we got over 38 inches of snow or whatever, and I really hate that because when it snows so bad, you can't leave the house. So you got to be stay, staying in the house for a couple of weeks because snow takes forever to melt. Do you guys get a lot of snow in Texas? We don't get hardly any snow. We get ice. Ice, ice, ice all the time. It's just, I mean, there's really not, I'll be honest with you, we don't get a lot of snow. If we do, it hits the ground and it melts the next day. It's the ice that really stays around here. Oh, you're lucky. I wish I lived in Texas that I wouldn't have to deal with the snow. We man, get a lot man, of I snow would up trade here. you. Huh? I would, tra- I would trade you in a heartbeat. I'd move to Massachusetts. I love the snow. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would actually like to trade spots with you. Oh man, I'll let you. The only bad thing is I don't have a fish store close by. How many fish stores you got up there? Up here, there's quite a few. We've got School of Fish Inc., Fish Energy Tropical Fish. We've got Days Pet Food City, uh, Exotic Fish and Pet, and our Petco and PetSmart. So I just plugged all those stores. <laughs> there you go. So are they, like, what are we talking, like 30 minutes from home or down the road or what? Well, the School of Fish is actually like five minutes away from my house. Fish Renzi is in South Hadley, so that's about a half hour from me. 
and there's daves all around the Western Mass area. So depending on which daves I went to, it'd be from ten minutes to an hour away from me. Well, shit, man, you got it. You got it real easy then. Yeah, that's the good thing about where I am. I've got a ton of fish stores up here. Oh man, <laughs> I envy you. <laughs> yeah, but our prices are sky high up here. I mean, you're paying like ten dollars to twenty dollars for a juvenile Oscar up here. That's how much they are here. I mean, really, it's I don't think the price is much difference. Like Africans, you're gonna pay ten to. Fifty dollars, depending on what you're wanting. And saltwater fish, you're paying forty. I mean, for we'll, we'll say five dollars to seventy-five dollars here. I mean, I really don't think it's much. I mean, it's expensive here unless unless you know some place to get cheap fish. Man, I'm gonna move there. Yeah, that's true. I know that uh, <laughs> freshwater is dying down really quickly down here. A lot more people are getting into saltwater, and I think that also played a factor into me going saltwater is because the fish stores, especially School of Fish, Inc. now, a lot of their uh, fish room is almost all saltwater. They actually remove some of their freshwater tanks because they're making a lot of money on saltwater, and it's really profitable. So that's why I think I'm also going into saltwater. Well, you're, you're probably about right, man. Profitable is the thing because the clownfish, to me, I only think it's worth $10, but they sell it for 20 it doesn't make sense on whether I, the prices are double. I mean, dude, I'm already paying for the dang salt for it and, and the protein skimmers and the lights and the filters. Are you really going to screw me on the fish? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I agree 100% with you. And I'm not sure why the prices are, are so high. And I know that my area, they don't offer guarantees on their saltwater fish like they do for their freshwater fish. The only way they guarantee the fish is if you take it if you take it home, it's still in the bag and it's unopened. Then you take the fish back to the store, which is you know one out of one out of a hundred. I don't know what happened, but let me. T- well, I got something to tell you. So it was Tuesday. We went to Petco to pick up two fish. Not that I'm down and on Petco. No, let's not go there. But what I'm saying with this is we got them home and they were they were dead in the bag. And it was it was a pretty crappy thing. It was going to cost us more gas to get up there then the fish cost alone. And, I mean, they guaranteed that. But beyond that, we don't get any guarantee for saltwater here as well. Yeah, so I think that's a nationwide uh, issue, especially for the chain stores. But speaking about masks, we actually got some good restaurants and stuff up here. So if you ever come to visit, you're going to love it here. I've been to Boston a couple of times. Boston's pretty cool, although I don't like the sports teams. But Boston's got a... Pretty cool uh, little thing to it. I'd love to see Dallas sometime. Dallas is pretty cool. I mean, I'd like to go to Boston. That'd be a blast. Dallas is, I mean, it's more of a, you're not going to see a lot of cowboy stuff down there. It's They're not, they're big on their sports, but it, it's more of a high-class, clean, large building city area is what you're looking at. It's really neat, though. It really is. The lights are neat at night. I mean, if if I could vacation there for a week out of the month, I definitely would. Yeah, it sounds like the place that's perfect for a vacation. Oh, yeah. We went down to San Antonio, man, for a honeymoon, and uh, we got down there. Dude, I'm going to tell you, this hotel we stayed at, I really like buffalo wings. I think I ate their wings the whole trip we were there for, like, lunch and dinner, lunch and dinner. I mean, it, it was <laughs> beyond, beyond the food. 
it was a pretty cool place. Yeah, Tony, you should really check that out sometime. Um, I think we I think we only paid like six hundred and some change for the hotel room. It was pretty cheap for uh, five days. I think it was. Oh, that's so, not mean, bad. It's not too bad. No, it had a pool and everything, so it wasn't too bad. Yeah, I heard good things about San Antonio. Another one of my friends visited there, and uh, he actually went to a professional wrestling event they had years and years ago. This is when I was only like 13 or 14 years old. He was actually uh, seeing the hometown wrestler, Shawn Michaels, there. That would have been pretty cool. You know, you know. speaking of wrestling, you know, I used to watch it a lot when I was younger, and then they got to where they started sending emails, and that just, you know... You don't combine wrestling and emails, and I, it it just really ruined the whole. And you know the girls on there, whoa, what? But you know, I mean, the email thing just kind of blew threw me off, honestly. Yeah, I'm still interested in it a little bit. I still enjoy it, but you're right, the divas on there are smoking hot. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> I know that one of your hobbies is tropical fish keeping. I know that you're currently keeping uh, African cichlids, and now you're venturing into the saltwater world. But what are some of your other favorite hobbies that you currently do? To be totally honest with you, I have my whole head wrapped up in fish. That's pretty much what I do nowadays. I've got 200 in the living room, and I've got six tanks in the spare bedroom, and my salt water in the bedroom. That, I mean, I'm constantly cleaning tanks, playing with them. I really don't much have much time for anything else, to be honest with you. Oh, that's cool. That's cool that you got way more than uh, one aquarium. Right now, currently, I only have one. I'll have two with the salt water tank, but the other tanks in my bedroom are for my brother and my dad. So, technically, I only have two tanks. But now, now you're going to have a, a podcast interest as your hobby. You know, you know that is one thing. You know, when I started here for the fins, I got I got really excited about it, and I started doing it. And then I got to realize, and you know, this is cool, but I think it'd be even cooler live. You, you know, you may get a caller here and there. I'm not saying it'll be a lot, but I did YouTube videos, but with just voice. So it's kind of like a podcast, but you have to go to YouTube to listen to it. And I, I really enjoyed that because I feel like I can share information or give something good to somebody to take the heart and maybe that'll help them out in the future, stuff like that. I'm really enjoying just chatting. You know, talking is really amazing. And it's really cool how you can get good information and, you know, you can laugh about stuff. You know, not everything's got to be serious. It's just really neat stuff. Yeah, when I first started podcasting, I was like, ah, I'm not going to enjoy it. I'm just going to do it and uh, make a complete ass of myself. But now I'm actually <laughs> uh, really enjoying podcasting. I think podcasting, fish keeping, cooking, and going out are my personal favorite hobbies. Man, let's talk about food. Let's talk about food, man. So here's the thing. Before uh, my wife came to the picture, you know, I used to I love to cook. I still love to cook. still do. But she does most of the cooking now, and which I'm not going to complain because she is an amazing cook. She does a great job. But let me tell you, I love to cook, man. You know, like I like to make habanero guacamole, which that's not really cooking, but there's a technique to that. I like to make jerky, habanero jerky. I'm, I like spice. That's just kind of, that's just my thing. 
Man, I will cook anything that is hot, and I will eat the heck out of it. <laughs> what, what's what's <laughs> some of your favorite stuff, man? Well, definitely uh, one of the my most favorite things to cook is uh, Italian food. I love pasta. I love uh, chicken parmesan, chicken marsala, veal parm. So I love a lot of Italian food, but I also do like uh, American food. I like your buffalo wings, like you pointed out earlier. I think a lot of men like their buffalo wings, but I like mine a little bit more on the mild side, served with uh, blue cheese. And obviously, I love snacks. I like the sweet stuff. I have a big sweet tooth. My parents call me the cookie monster because I eat a lot of cookies and a lot of sweets. <laughs> That's pretty good, the cookie monster. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I'll ever kill in life is a, bo- a pack of cookies. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, man. I like that. That's good yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. My wife, she, my wife says, man, I don't know how you eat, how much you do. She goes, I've seen you put some food away, but I don't understand where it goes or what you're doing with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so do you have a preference for snacks? Do you like your salty snacks or do you like your your sweet snacks like desserts? You know, I mean, it just depends on what day it is, man. I mean, to be honest with you, some days I like something sweet, and then some days it's like, give me something salty and then spicy, man. I mean, it's all around what kind of mood I'm in that day. Because I'll go down. Do you guys have allsops where you live? Yes. Okay. So allsops, they got these spicy cheese sticks, man. I will go in there, and I will order three orders of spicy cheese sticks. Dude, I will down those things and, like, Seconds, and I'm telling you, that's some good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, know, what would be your preference. favorite dessert? I I don't really eat dessert, man. To be honest with you, I just eat what I have for dinner, and that's it. I've never been a dessert guy. Like if you oh, take me you to, like you know, well, if you take me to like Applebee's, you know, they got that uh, chocolate fudge brownie cake thing with ice cream. That's pretty good. Yeah, I love desserts. I'm one of those guys that would actually eat desserts for dinner if I could, but we can't do that because <laughs> you would be a thousand pounds. Yeah, no joke. That would not be good, man. I tell you what's <laughs> really good though, man. You get your seventeen ounce T-bone or Kansas City strip, whatever it might be. That's some good stuff, man. Medium oh yeah, rare. I know. I know. It's like a it's like a miss from uh, Texas that a lot of Texans love their steaks and potatoes. Oh man, you don't even know, man. That's a, that's that that right there, and then throw some shrimp on top of that, man, and you've got a you got dinner. That's all there is. Sautéed mushrooms smothered in it. Woo! <laughs> oh, that sounds actually pretty good. Now I know up here in uh in Massachusetts we're we're rumored to have the best clam chowder. And uh, some foods like that, and we do, we do, we do have pr- pretty good clam chowder. I have never tried clam chowder ever. That's gonna have to be put on my list there. I gotta try that out. Yeah, it's pretty good if you like seafood. Unfortunately, I can't have clam chowder because I'm allergic to shellfish. No way. Yeah, unfortunately. How's it gonna affect your your saltwater keeping, man? Uh, it, won't, it won't affect uh, the saltwater keeping because I won't be able to eat the the fish. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured I'd ask, you know. So. Yeah, that was that. That was actually a good question. 
Yeah, that's good. Man, I love seafood. I, I, man, I wish you could eat it, dude. They got, right now, red lobster, man, it's all you can eat shrimp, dude. Yeah. Oh, I can eat fish. I can have, like, haddock or cod or flounder. I love all those kinds of fish. I can eat them. Oh, that's good. We just had cod the other night for dinner. With, uh, you, you ever been to, like, a Long John Silver's? Yep, we have that up here. And uh, when I lived in Florida way back when, I used to have that a lot. Well, well, they have these uh, crab cakes. I know you can't have shellfish, but they have these crab cakes in school, like stuffing and crab meat and peppers. Well, they had them at Walmart, so I picked them up, and I'm like, oh, you know, we'll give them a try. And them suckers are delicious, man. We, so we had cod and those crab cakes, man, amazing stuff. Yeah, that sounds good. No, I can't have crab cakes, but I have something similar. Uh, up here in Massachusetts, we have what we call salmon cakes, which are pretty good. Salmon cakes? Yeah, it's similar to crab cakes, but they use salmon instead of crab. Really? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. But do they fry? Do they like mash the meat up and fry it like a patty or something? Yep, they do the exact same preparation, but they just use salmon instead of uh, crabs. I bet that's delicious. I love salmon. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. I love salmon too. It's got like the best flavor for a fish. Oh, I agree. You know, you know. Also, you got you ever had trout before? No, I've I've never ever had any freshwater fish. I've mostly eaten all saltwater fish, so I don't know if that's a good thing now that I'm getting into saltwater. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> What's for dinner? Well, we got this guy right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's good stuff. Now, I mean, if you ever get a chance, go trout fishing. And, the, well, let me tell you about trout fishing. There's some good stuff. You show up, right, and you stay the night. You wake up the next morning, they blow a horn. It's just like Yogi the Bear, man. Exactly the same thing. So <laughs> they blow this horn so that way they, you know you can go fishing. So you got to have the tag on the back of your hat or your shirt showing that you have the license for it and everything. You catch your four for the limit of the day. You know, they only get probably about maybe maybe 12 inches and less. You can get bigger ones, but that's what they, they actually stock the, the lake out there. So that morning you go out and you go fishing, and you keep the skin on it, and then you grill it on the grill. It's delicious, man. You don't even need salt or pepper for it at all whatsoever. That sounds pretty good, actually. Is it actually like a flaky kind of fish? It's just, yeah, yeah. I would say it's flaky. It's fluffy. And awesome. the skin is amazing on it. I'm gonna have to gonna have to give it a try, you know. I'd like to give a shout out to one of our live listeners and one of our loyal listeners of the American Variety Network, Mr. Jeremy Stellhorn, and uh, he's actually a very good friend of mine as well, a nice loyal listener. So thank you very much for tuning into our show. And he actually says that his favorite food are a nice, great smoked ribs and a loaded baked potato. That's what's up, man. I can do some ribs, man. Yeah, I definitely agree. I like a nice rib, a nice smoked rib with some uh, barbecue sauce, and I like my baked potato with cheddar cheese and bacon. Man, here, dude, here you go. Spicy barbecue sauce. I know you like mild, but check this out. Spicy barbecue sauce. Then you got on your potato, you got sour cream. You take some guac. You want guac in that potato too. Bacon, cheese, and chives, man. That would be the dinner, man. 
That sounds good. So, uh, Jeremy, thank you so much for the uh, question, and thank you so much for tuning in. Well, not the question, but the your answer. I really appreciate that. <laughs> so thank you very much for <laughs> tuning in and being a loyal listener. Actually, uh, I do eat spicy foods, but I only do it on occasion. I remember when I was in uh, culinary school in high school, I never, ever had uh, hot sauce before at that point. And uh, oh, wow. some of the, some of the students were were telling me you got to try it. So I was like, okay, I'll try it. So I poured a whole bottle of hot sauce over French fries, and let's just say my mouth was on fire the whole day. Oh wow, that's rude. <laughs> that would suck. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, holy fucking shit, this is awful. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. oh, I had to drink a got so many bottles of soda that day. Oh, I bet you did. I had a buddy that was like, I know you like hot stuff. Try these peppers. So we're at the bar. <laughs> I had a few beers, and I'm like, oh, what the hell? Dude, my mouth was on fire. I was so bad, man. Like, I have never had that kind of heat before. And I think I sobered up within the next five minutes, and I could not get the heat out of my mouth. I was My eyes were watering, man. <laughs> oh God, that must have sucked. I don't, I don't like eating those hot peppers because they, uh, they just taste weird to me. Yeah, they do have a weird taste, but if you cook them with stuff, I think like chili and <clears throat> like you know with, with your chicken or in your burger, I, I think it gives it some good flavor if it's actually cooked. Yeah, I, I uh, agree a hundred percent with you on that. <laughs> So what's your, like, what's your, uh, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, I was going to ask you, what's your uh, future plans with uh, Blog Talk Radio? I know you've got your salt, you said you're going to have a saltwater show come up, right? Yep, it's actually going to start next Tuesday. We're going to have a saltwater series called Saltwater Aquarium Keepers Hour, and that's actually going to be co-hosted by a good friend of mine from the saltwaterfishforum.com. His name is Jason, and we're going to call him the Salty J, and that's going cool. to be starting on Tuesday, that fun saltwater show. And then we're also going to have uh, some wrestling shows, the return of the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show on Sunday, uh, October 4th, 2015. And then we're going to bring back the Fish Keeping Show, and we're going to start that next Thursday, and we're going to do your African Cichlid Show with you as the host. That's going to be great. And we've got a lot of great shows coming up, and we're officially back on Blog Talk Radio uh, on Monday the 28th full-time. So there's going to be fish-keeping shows, talk shows, wrestling shows, cooking shows, pretty much a show for any kind of person to listen to here on the American Variety Network. Man, that sounds like a great future in the Blog Talk Radio business, man. To be honest with you, I mean, you can't just have one show. You've got to have several to interest many people, because there's only so many people that like fish. There's only so many people that like to listen to food, and there's only so many people that like to listen to the Man Talk show. I mean, I know you've got the Saltwater show coming up and the African show, but you know, you got to kind of widen the variety. That's why I like the American Variety Network. <laughs> that's just, that just that's really cool. Thank you very much for your for your kind words, and I think the same way as you. If I just stuck to doing one show all the time, sure, I'd have a loyal audience, but I would never, ever get new listeners. 
And uh, a lot of people like a lot of different things, so you have to think about other people and other forms of topics. And uh, I think it's actually fun to talk about different things because you learn and uh, have fun by talking about different things, and not just the same thing every day. Oh, I totally agree with that. You you can't just talk about one thing. Even though I've got – I'm so involved with fish, you know, kind of got to give it a break, man. You got to go with something else. And, you know – what I, what I thought was really cool, every day I learned something new. It doesn't matter what it is. It may be something small, but I learned something new every day. You know, I, you always grow as a person. It's just truly, really neat to actually be able to listen to several shows, same person, because you're, you're a loyal listener to a person, and you're going to want more variety than just whatever, it, you know, whatever that subject may be, because, you know, you can't talk about that all day long. Yeah, you're 100% right, and I uh, really appreciate you for being a loyal listener. I know there's uh, some other loyal listeners that I talk to on a frequently basis. They say that I do a wonderful job on the podcast, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you do pretty excellent on it. I mean, not to, like, toot your horn or anything, but I don't think you could, I don't think anybody could top what you do, to be honest with you. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. I know that uh, a lot of people think that I'm horrible at podcasting, but when someone is good at something, they have to try to knock them down. So I know that when you are good at something, that's something that happens in life. So I'm prepared for it. Yeah, you know, like before, whenever there was a person saying that by chance you were giving out false information, well, you know, if that's how you learn, that's that's how you're going to tell people. You're not going to tell people what you're reading out of a textbook. If this is how you did it and it worked for you, you're giving your opinion, no matter if it's cooking, fish, whatever it might be. You're giving your opinion. You're not saying, this is set in stone. This is what you need to do. No. It's an opinion on how you did things. You're trying to show them and tell them, or tell them how you're doing it so you can make their lives a little easier. And if that doesn't work for them, Something else will. There's a hundred different people out there podcasting. I mean, that, that's just that's my opinion. So. Yeah, your opinion is 100% correct. You can't please everyone, but I try to make sure I please as many people as I can. Yeah, you can't please them all, Alex. I mean, that's just what it is. <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll just find something to complain about, which is understandable. <laughs> like living with a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's like uh, it's like sleeping or living with a woman because women usually find stuff to complain about. If one if one thing ain't right, it's another. And if that thing ain't right, then it's the last thing that wasn't right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. That's very true. So, uh, what do you want your life to be like when you get older? I'll be honest with you. I'm happy with what's happening right now. I I'd be okay with just doing my fish. And living life, you know, I mean, I'd like to travel with the wife a little more. Uh, I am married. I am. I just got married last uh, April. So we're newlyweds and we're living life. And, you know, we've got a few complications on the road, but we're going to get through them and things things are going great. I just, you know, I'd like to travel and see some things that I haven't seen. You know, you can look at it as, uh, yeah, they're all buildings and bricks, but, what you got to see different scenery every now and then. Awesome. Congratulations on getting married last April. That's a huge accomplishment. So congratulations for that. 
Thank you, Alex. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I know I know it's a dream for every man to find the right woman and uh, get married, and it seems that you have done that already. Yeah, I mean, you know, to be honest with you, it, it was good at first. You know, you're single, you're having fun. You know, and then you realize, man, you're you're kind of lonely, and you know, life's not fun without a sidekick. It, it's it's just not. Now, if if you become single, I mean, and that's what you are for the rest of your life. You know, you made that your choice yourself, not anybody else. So, I think I think it's awesome to have a partner in crime. Very much true, and hopefully, sometime soon, I'll find my partner in crime. Oh, definitely, man. There's somebody out there for everybody. It's just the fact that if you want it bad enough. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I have to have a female partner in crime, though. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Just kidding. Uh, so uh, do you follow politics much at all? No. Uh, no, unless it's unless fish have politics, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems they do because there's a lot of drama in a lot of those uh, Facebook fish groups, and a lot of fish keepers certainly cause a lot of politics. Oh, you know, some of them websites are just crazy. People are nuts. <laughs> yeah. So I guess they, we they can say to... that we follow politics because we see all the drama from the fish keepers. Yeah, that's ridiculous. There's some. Sh- oh, golly, man. There's just some stuff on there. I just look at people and I'm like, I'm like, what is wrong with you? I mean, anyway, let's not get started on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a different show. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 for sure. So, do you know that uh, Donald Trump is actually running for president? No, man, <laughs> I really don't. All I know is that uh, Obama is the president at this moment. Yeah, that's true. Well, luckily, he won't be the president next year at this time. (laughs) Oh, no joke. You know, I can't say much because I didn't vote. So without me me voting, I can't really bash Obama because I didn't vote for anybody else. You know, the funny thing is actually uh, I was – it was the first year that I was ever able to vote, and I voted for Obama. So he was actually the very first no. president in my life that I'll ever vote for. No, Alex. <laughs> you did not. Yeah, I did. I voted for Obama. I was 18 years old. Now I'm 22, and uh, I really don't care about politics. Back when I was 18, I didn't care, and now I don't care for it. So I probably oh, won't man. vote again. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's not really the fact that, oh, you know, you just were uneducated. How about that? That's all it was to it. I mean, it wasn't like you were like, well, he's my black president. We need a black president. I hope not <laughs> anyway. <No. laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe that's the reason he got in. Who knows? <laughs> right. Golly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to vote for this year's uh, election or next year's election whatever. I'm not a big politics person. I'm not either. I'm just here. That that is what it is. I try not to uh, really get into all that mess because that's just something else I got to worry about. Yeah, that's true. I know that a lot of people like to argue their politics and argue about their religion. I don't follow politics or religion crap at all. Yeah, 
No, you you keep to yourself what your religion is. Don't don't be coming to me and trying to get me to do what you believe in, especially with your politics. Keep it to yourself. Yeah, the religion. I actually had to block people on Facebook because they used to post all their religion shit on Facebook, and every time I logged in, my news feed was filled with Jesus. And if I wanted to see that, I'd go to a church. I wouldn't log on to Facebook to see that kind of stuff. Right. You know, every now and then it's cool to remind you, you know, kind of give you that reminder that, hey, you know, thank God for what you got going on, but don't be throwing it in my face all day. I know. <laughs> I agree 100% with you on that. I know it's it's totally fine to to believe in a religion, but you shouldn't be throwing it up upon other people. Maybe they don't want maybe they don't care about religion. Right. I mean, that's pretty much with anything, really. I mean, it's like fish. If you don't want to listen to fish, don't talk to me. Cuz I'm on that's all I'm going to talk about. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, I guess I could be the same way. Uh, about Facebook, uh, you know, I've had to delete a few people because that's all I've seen 24-7. Not that God's bad, but good good grief, man. <laughs> I understand. I mean, God, you love God, but you don't have to throw it up in my face all day long. Yeah, I, I can see how it upsets you. Every time I see that, I get pissed off, too. <laughs> and, you know, I, I love, you know, I love going to church. I mean, that that's a good thing. But sometimes I kind of wonder about what what's really happening with churches. So, but like ISIS and stuff like that kind of freaks me out a lot. So, yeah, that's that's uh, definitely true. I haven't gone to church in a long ass time. The last time I was in church was when my uh, grandmother passed away. Oh man. Yeah, that you was back in two thousand twelve. Uh... Oh man, I'm sorry, man. That sucks. You should really go uh, check out a Sunday service one time. Yeah, I, I probably will in the probably will in the upcoming Sundays whenever I'm free. Yeah, just go check it out. I mean, not that you have to go every Sunday, but I mean, just a reminder every now and then. It's good stuff. I mean, it, you know, I I love God just as much as the other person does. I'm not gonna say GD. I'm not gonna say his name in vain. That's not my thing. But I will cuss my butt off. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Don't forget, Jesus loves you and I. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> All right, so I think we're actually going to go ahead and take our intermission for today's show. And during today's intermission, we're going to play a couple of songs and then some of our infomercials. So you're tuned into the very first episode of The Man Cave here live on the American Variety Network. So first, we're going to play two songs, and these two songs are actually dedicated to the person who is considered a hater at this point, and these are actually uh, rated R songs, so if you can't handle any swears, I advise you to tune out and tune back in. But these are dedicated to that one person who, for what I say, caused a bunch of crap this week. The first song is by Ludacris, Move Bitch, Get Out of the Way. And the second song is by Big Sean, and it's called I Don't Give a Fuck About You. And then we're going to play infomercials, and we'll be right back, folks. So stick around. Baby. 
ain't fucking with I ain't fucking I ain't I ain't fucking with you I ain't fucking with you Thank you, Big Sean, for that song, because that's exactly how I feel right now. Perfect song for this situation. Do you have something you'd like to promote or advertise? Do you want to get some much-needed exposure for your business or your very own Facebook page or even your very own podcast? Well, look no further than Jackie's help and advice for promoting on Facebook. Jackie will help you advertise your goods and help you spread the word. I, Alice Cardinelli, have personally been great friends with Miss Jackie Wilkes, and she has a very kind heart, and she is a very sweet lady, and she will definitely help you grow like she has helped Alice Cardinelli grow. To advertise and promote your business or anything you want to advertise, please like and check out the page, Jackie's Help and Advice for Promoting on Facebook. Are you enjoying tonight's episode of the American Variety Network? Great! The American Variety Network really appreciates your listening. We also appreciate listener feedback. Please feel free to email us your thoughts and opinions on tonight's show. Our email address is AmericanVarietyNetwork at Comcast.net. That's American Variety Network at Comcast.net. You may also email us with any questions, comments, or concerns you may have about our show. You can also email us to book a guest appearance on the American Variety Network, or you may contact us to become a sponsor of the American Variety Network. American Variety Network at Comcast.net. Would you like to find out when the next episode of the American Variety Network is? Do you want to find out the news and updates for the American Variety Network? Well, all you have to do is go on your computer and log on to the social media sites. The American Variety Network is now on Facebook and Twitter. That's right, you can find the American Variety Network on Facebook and Twitter. Like our fan page on Facebook called American Variety Network. And follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter fan page is at American Network One. Again, our fan page on Facebook is American Variety Network. Hit like. And our fan page on Twitter is at American Network One. And hit follow. While you're here listening to this show on Blog Talk Radio, feel free to check out some of the other great shows Blog Talk Radio has to offer. There are shows for everyone, whether it be sports shows, politics shows, comedy shows, talk shows, and yes, even church religious shows. 
I'm a loyal listener of Blog Talk Radio. Today, blogtalkradio.com. Hi, Jeremy Stillhorn. I'm tuned into the American Variety Network, where I find the show is very educational and entertaining. Are you bold enough to call in and interact with tonight's topic? Well, prove it by calling in live at 1-347-989-8142 to ask questions about tonight's topic or share your thoughts on tonight's topic. Just pick up your phone and dial 1-347-989-8142 and go into a quiet location. Again, that's 1-347-989-8142. Now let's get on with the show. Are you ready for a show hosted by men for men? Sit down in your man cave, grab your drinks and snacks, turn the volume up, ignore your wives, it's time for the man cave on American Variety Network. Men and boys, welcome to the man cave. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Man Cave, and if you're just tuning in now, you sure missed a lot of fun. This is a brand new show here on the American Variety Network, hosted by the Grizzly Bear, Alice Cardinelli, and the Texas Ranger, Donovan Barger. And before our intermission, we had a lot of fun talking about topics that men want to hear, and now we're going to get right back into it. But remember, our phone lines are open, so if you have any questions you'd like to ask either one of us, please feel free to call in at 1-347-989-8142. So, Donovan, what are your thoughts on social media? Social media. Well, there's a lot of things I can think, talk about about social media. There's bullying. There's, I guess you can say, uh, sexual offenders. <laughs> there is <laughs> information. I mean, where do where do we want to go with this conversation? So, uh, what do you think of Facebook? Do you like Facebook, or are you someone that really doesn't care about Facebook? I absolutely love Facebook, but you know, as you know, if we've been friends for a while on Facebook, and as you know. I don't post a lot. The reason of that being is because I don't need people to know what I'm doing 24-7 of the day. You get me on my fish forum and stuff like that, oh, dude, I'm going to – I post all day long. That's because it's about fish. I don't need people to know that I'm going to the bathroom or I'm going to go to Arby's to eat lunch or I'm taking a shit. Nobody needs to know that. <laughs> 
Yeah, you're right about that. I actually uh, kind of pulled a lot of what I'm doing, but I don't tell people that I'm using the bathroom or I'm going anywhere, but I do just about pretty much everything. I tell them everything I'm going to do during the day on my account. I'm pretty sure you've seen that for yourself. Yeah, you post a little bit, but, I mean, you don't really post, like, events. You don't really post, like, oh, I'm going to go brush my teeth or anything. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, I don't do that. There's no need for people to know that, I don't think. And I'm not sure why people kind of post that stuff on Facebook. You know, it, it, you know, the big thing of it is, is if you have a problem, don't post it on Facebook, guys. I mean, just check that out. Go to the person and talk to them. And, and like, you know, if it's going to be a huge deal, delete them. Be done with it. Yeah, you got a good point there. I know I'm I'm pretty guilty of posting dirty laundry on Facebook, and I have to learn to stop doing that myself. I think what's really, really funny to me is that you get these people that we can call it catfishing, whatever you want to call it. You get these people that make fake profiles. They try to be somebody they're not, and they end up getting ruined or caught in the situation. I think the big deal on that would be be yourself and don't be stupid because it's all going to come back around pretty quick. Very well said. I actually like social media because I get to advertise uh, my shows, and that's how I gained a lot of my loyal listeners, and that's how I get some of my awesome guests that I've interviewed and I'm going to be interviewing in the future, and that's how I met you. I met you on Facebook, and I'm forever thankful that I got to meet you because you're a great man. I like social media. I like to uh, interact with people. That's one of the best things that I think technology has created is the Internet and social media because without social media, quite possibly there would be no Blog Talk Radio and there would be no American Variety Network right now. So I'm thankful that we have this opportunity right now. Oh, you're correct, Alex, totally. I'm not saying that Facebook, social media is a bad thing. I just I just kind of get off on the people that act stupid and do stupid things. No, Facebook is a great place to actually get to know people, get to get in, better information, get to meet people you are not able to meet, stay in your hometown. Hell, you're a Massachusetts man. I mean, I would have never met you. It's awesome that I met you on the net or the uh, Facebook through the podcast situation. I would have never known who you were until I actually got to get on Facebook, to be totally honest with you. I think that social media is a huge upscale for humanity. I mean, yeah, it may ruin some people in the long run, but it's also <laughs> a great, great situation to begin, you know, that even came out to begin with. Yeah, that's very true. And our friendship started on Facebook, and hopefully someday we'll be able to actually physically meet each other. Oh, that'd be amazing. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'll have to come to Texas and see uh, Dallas with you. Or you could come here I and see Boston with me. I think you would enjoy that. Yes, I think you would enjoy that. We'd have to make our own podcast in Dallas, man. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. We'd be, we'd be like, we're live from Dallas. <laughs> That'd <Yeah>. be awesome, actually. <laughs> that would be pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So I know that uh, a lot of men, and uh, most men actually, should actually uh, respect a woman and love a woman. So in your personal opinion, how do you think a man should treat a woman? 
Well, to be honest with you, when I first met my wife, um, every time I would open the door for her and I see people that would look at me weird, they still do. Um, and from day one, I've done it, and I still do it up to this day. She always gets the door open for her at the car. I think that shows a lot of respect. I'm not saying that we we both bow down to each other or anything of the sort, but I think that's a big load of respect. Open the door for your wife or your girlfriend or whoever it may be. I mean, also, I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of touchy factors, too. I mean, it just depends on the girl. It depends on who she is, where she's from. Um just one of those things. I mean, my wife, she's very low maintenance. She doesn't need much. I think I'm more the high maintenance, high maintenance kind of guy because of what I do with my hobby and things of that sort. Um, she's really respectful. I mean, that's a big thing in a relationship. You've got to respect each other, man. If you don't have any respect for each other, there's no relationship. If you can't communicate, you just stop right there and start communicating, man, because if there's no communication, there's no relationship. That's a very good answer, and I'm actually a man that respects old-school values, and I was actually taught to respect women as well. I hold the door for any woman, even if the woman I don't know, I hold the doors for them, and I was always taught that the woman goes before men. Do you feel the same way? Oh, I I totally do. Um, You know, like, I try to uh, do my best for my wife. If if I'm failing at being a husband, I I definitely show it. I try to figure it out, and, you know, my wife encourages me to uh, not be that way. You know, I do my best to do what I do. You know, I may not make the best choices sometimes, but, you know, we're only human, so it is what it is. One big thing, like we talked about a second ago, was communication. If you don't have that communication, then you don't have anything. Um, You know, you're not going to get through the day without communication. And not everything is going to be roses and daisies all the time. You know, you're going to have a rough spot every now and then. You know, I've been very lucky with my wife in general. You know, we get along really well. Um, We don't really have a lot of problems. Now, you know, we may have money troubles every now and then, things like that, but it helps everybody. Unless you're born into a rich family, then your problem is, you're just a little rich, rich and fancy, fancy kind of person. Your problem is you didn't get the right shoes that day, whatever it might be, and you don't need another person. So, you, you, I don't, you man, there's a lot we can go on and talk about this. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a, a great answer, and I really appreciate you answering, answering that question. Now, I know earlier on in the show we talked a lot about fish keeping, and that's because me and you are – fish keepers, and I know that some of our listeners out there might not be particularly interested in the fish keeping hobby, or they may not be in the fish keeping hobby, so I'm hoping that we can convince them to enter the fish keeping hobby, because a lot of men are fish keepers, and a lot of men are loving the fish keeping hobby, so in your opinion, why should more men enter the fish keeping hobby? Well, look, man, I mean, check this out. You, You start with a glass box. Okay, it's it's kind of like starting a relationship. You, you've got a glass box. And the thing of it is, what are you going to put in it? Whether it be salt or fresh water, you got you got to start an ecosystem. So, if you look at it in my perspective, everything helps each other in that fish tank. Whether it be the salts for the saltwater fish, whether it be the bacteria in the filter for the freshwater fish, 
whether it be the live rot or the saltwater fish that makes the filter in the water. I mean, you, the thing of it is, is you get to bond with this aquarium. You, It's just like another person, just like a friend. You get to figure out how you want to de- decorate it, what you want inside that aquarium. You start your own little ecosystem. It's not only the fish. Don't you know that shouldn't be that should be your last worry is the fish. The first thing is worry about what you're wanting to do with the tank, because if you just say, "Oh, I'm going to get some fish," what kind of what's the fun in that? Start your bacteria, man. Watch your bacteria grow on your filter pads. Watch your tank form. The algae grow. Yeah, we you know Alex, you and I both know for a fact that algae is a nuisance, but tell me how cool is that to watch that grow in your tank? You know, you put that together and it is growing. I mean, just the coolest thing ever to me anyway. Yeah, I definitely agree 100% with you. And I think that the fish keeping hobby is a great hobby to enter because it gives you something good to do. It gets you away from all the negativity in the world that is going on, like all the unnecessary violence with people in their 20s and 30s shooting and killing each other. It gets you away from the illegal stuff that is going on. And I actually think that it actually will teach men about responsibility, they'll learn how to take care of live fish, live animals, and then they can use that knowledge that they learn from their fish to take care of their marriage or any girls that they meet. And I think if somebody at the age of like 13 or 14 or 15 got into the fish keeping hobby, they would learn how to have responsibility by taking care of the uh, fish and they'll have responsibilities in life. So I think the fish keeping hobby is a great hobby, gives you something to do, and you actually learn a lot from it. You know, I totally agree with that, Alex. You, you go from starting something and there's never a finish. There's always something more. You're never going to have to worry about, oh, this is all I can do. No, there's several different fish. There's several different things. There's several different information situations that you got to know about each fish. You've got to know what they're compatible with. I mean, it's everything you deal with in an everyday life situation. I think that 13-year-old that's getting taught how to set up a fish tank, figure out the ecosystem, figure out what fish to put in there and the compatibility is just like everyday life. Yes, I uh, I agree 100% with you. And the fish keeping hobby is going to be a really hobby for you. When it's time for you to buy fish, I can guarantee you it's going to be an exciting day for you. I like buying fish. It's a really fun day, isn't it? Oh, yeah. that's like, <laughs> It's like Christmas, man. You're like, oh, boy, what do I do? What do I get next? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like that right now. I'm really excited for my saltwater tank. I just can't wait to actually get the tank and get hands-on and uh, play with the live rock, get it all aquascaped in the tank, and turn the fish around and cycle that baby. Uh, you, you know, the, the, another thing about salt is, you know, it's it's a totally different new level for me. And when I first got my live rock put in my tank, you know, I'm like, I was just happy with getting the salt water mixed and put in the tank and then the sand and the live rock. I didn't put a lot of sand in there, just live rock. And the, the, that was the coolest thing for me, I thought, was once you put the live rock in there and then you see little critters crawling out of your live rock, and you're like, oh, my gosh, what is that? And you get to look in, and, like, there's this centipede thing and this little 
uh, frag coral looking deal. It's not good for the tank by any means, from what I understand. These little starfish that are no bigger than your probably your pinky pinky nail, probably <laughs> coolest thing ever, Alex. I mean, I, I can't wait till you get to experience that situation. Oh yeah, I can't wait either. I'm actually going to do a YouTube channel just dedicated to my saltwater fish. It's going to be awesome. That's exciting. That's going to be a good deal right there. Yeah, I definitely can't wait. And uh, once again, thank you very much for getting me involved in saltwater. Oh man, you're you're super welcome. Uh, I'm glad you're getting in the hobby. I'm glad I have someone else to chat with about the hobby. I mean, it, you know, I've got my cousin. He set up a 10 gallon tank. Um, probably uh, about a week ago, and he got live rock. I get to talk to him about it, but, you know, he's got a lot to do. He's working, you know, and he works different hours. So, you know, it's really cool to have you in the hobby so I can have somebody to talk to with it about as well. Because there's some arrogant people out there that are just like, you know, give you the finger and you figure it out your damn self kind of thing. And, you know, we're, we're not like that. We like to feed off each other so we can learn what we did wrong or what we can do right. I mean, there's there's always a wrong and a right way. To doing things, and it, that's what's cool about to bounce off each other for ideas. Yes, that's very true, and that's actually what I actually really respect about you the most is that we can actually chat about fish or anything, and we actually uh, don't argue or anything because we can we know that we're coming from the same area of the hobby and such. Right, you know, you know to be honest with you, uh, beyond fish, there's really no reason to argue with somebody. Yeah, you can have your opinion. But there's no reason to yell, to, to cuss, to, you know, really get at each other. If you have your way of doing things, cool. If I have my way of doing things, cool. But one of these things are going to work for each other. And once it does, you know, it's going to click and you're going to share that with me. And I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it because we finally figured out how to solve this problem. Yes, that's very true. And that that is actually uh, 100% correct. Now, are you good at building things by your hand, like DIY projects? Actually, <laughs> I just did one. Um, I have a stand that I spray painted in black for the LED light system for my 55-gallon aquarium. And it's uh, their Mars, Mars Aqua is what they're called, and they are pretty awesome, dude. I uh, put up, like, two-by-fours to fit my tank, you know, like I, I put them together. I mean, I, I do pretty good. I'm not going to say I, I'm uh, super crafty, but for the looks of it, you're not really looking at what I've built. You're looking at the aquarium. I've built my stand for my five tanks in the bedroom, and they, that stand is sturdy as can be. I've built a stand for Romulus, it's 55-gallon. You know, he helped me out, of course, but you know, I can do stuff like that, but I've never been able to actually carve in the cabinets and things like that. So I'd say I'm moderate. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if, I'd, I, if I'm good with hands. I can cook and stuff, but I'm not one of those kinds of men. But my mom's uh, grandfather, which would make my great-grandfather, he was actually a, a carpenter, so I should be able to build things, but I can't. I did build a shelf when I was in the ninth grade, and we were in a vocational school, and we had to go to carpentry. And I remember the only thing that I ever built DIY was a bookshelf, but that's about it. I'm really not good with wood and making things. I wish I knew how to make my own stand, though. That would be pretty cool. It's pretty good stuff. It's just two-by-fours and screws, man, to be honest with you. And I learned everything off YouTube. 
Um, there's no right and wrong way to do it, but if the tank falls over, that's probably the wrong way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I almost took a cheap way out once. Uh, I was watching Waru Joey's video on how to make like a cheap tank stand because of the Peco dollar per gallon sale. Uh, I was going to buy right. a 55 gallon tank last year and just make a stand out of concrete blocks, but luckily I found a free stand off of Craigslist and I used that. And then I got well, a five-gallon tank from Petco. Well, you know, Alex, um, that's not a bad idea. I mean, honestly, you just put a little curtain around it, and you can put probably a two-by-four or a two-by-six in the holes of the of the box and use it for a shelf for your air pump and things. That's really not a bad idea at all. But since you got a free one, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's true. I'm just thinking that now uh, in case that, this this uh, five gallon tank and stand I'm getting for ninety dollars is gone. I can just go to uh, Petco and buy fifty five gallon and buy some concrete blocks and some wood and build my own stand. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be bad at all. I mean, it actually, if you just get like a uh, curtain from Walmart for like five bucks or whatever and just put it around it, I think that would actually look pretty cool. And now then we can store like the buckets and all the equipment underneath that way people won't see it. Right, because this. Well, let me tell you, I got a mess and a half in here with uh, my saltwater stuff, and I don't know where to put it all. <laughs> I think there's more requirements for the saltwater than there is in the freshwater. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, what, what made you get into saltwater? I wanted to take the next leap. I wanted to uh, see what I can do. I started with a 20 gallon tank, and it was going good, and then I was like, oh, I want to make a sump, you know. Uh, you know, So I looked at do-it-yourself sump, and uh, let's say that didn't work out too well. <laughs> so uh, what I did was I was like, well, I need a bigger tank. That's just what it is. So I got a bigger tank, and this is where I'm at. I just wanted to take a bigger leap, man, that's all. Uh, fresh water was cool, but salt water was intriguing, so I checked it out. Awesome. So what does your wife think about you keeping fish? Does she like salt water or does she prefer fresh water? She loves her Africans. Here's the thing. Her first words were, do you realize how expensive fresh water is? I said, yeah. Take that and times it by two. I said, I know. She just kind of gave me this book like, what the hell are you thinking? (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, she since I got it all set up, she she likes it. She's I mean, I think she's just uh, she's just like you know, it's a little too expensive for our taste right now. It's like yeah, I know. I mean, I, I had I had like thirty bucks into it. I got a bunch of stuff given to me, which is really cool. Really great people that are on. That's another thing with social media. They're like, I've got too much of this stuff. I've got this fish and this fish. You know, it's just not working with my tank. And so you know, I got a bunch of free stuff because. Around here, you don't have many fish, much fish stuff happening. So you have nowhere to take your fish or do anything with them. So I kind of got lucky on that side with people just giving me stuff. Oh, that's good. Do you check out your local Craigslist or you don't have one up there? A local what? Craigslist. Oh, yeah, we have Craigslist. Um, There's just not a lot of fish stuff. It's all down in Dallas. Everything fish-related is in Dallas except for Petco at PetSmart. Oh, that must be like a long drive for you, but you must feel you must feel pretty excited when you have a chance to go to Dallas and go to the fish stores. 
I'm telling you, dude, that that is like a full event. Like my wife and I get ready to go and grab our phone chargers. We make sure we have money to eat out on, and we go check out the fish. I mean, it, it, she likes to go in with me, and she'll look and here and there. I think she gets a little bored sometimes, but I, I think she gets a kick out of it. Yeah, well, if you, if you give her time to do her hair and stuff, she should be able to uh, enjoy going to the fish store with you. Oh, definitely, <laughs> man. Yeah. My perfect woman would be somebody that was into the fish keeping probably already. That way she'd be addicted to fish. So she'd be addicted mm-hmm. to me. <laughs> well, see, the thing of it was, was uh, when I when she got with me, before I even started the fish, you know, she was pretty supportive of everything I really did. And then I got into Africans, and she was cool with it. Um, but I only had a 55 at that time. You know, um, like... It was in my bedroom when I lived with my cousin. I had a 55 pool of Africans, and she thought it was kind of cool. She would name every fish. And, and I started with a 20-gallon is what I started with, with freshwater. And I didn't realize that Africans needed a bigger home. Who You know, what do I know? You know, I, I just was brand new into it. And like I said, about a year, uh, actually a little bit over a year is when I first started with Africans. <clears throat> and uh, she really enjoyed the 20-gallon more than anything, honestly, and then we, I got the, we drove all the way to Dallas, man, to get this 55-gallon thing, I was so excited, I was like, I got a good deal for like 150 or something like that, and I was so excited, <laughs> so I got the tank, I was like, oh, this is huge, and she supported me on that, and then, like, we weren't living together, really, at the time, and, she, but she would stay on the weekends and whatnot, and then, I, one day, this lady's like, I got this 150 gallon with canopy and life and everything, and she goes, oh, I'll sell it to you for 200 bucks. So I made a pay- payment plan with her, and I got it. And, and then when we moved into our house, I actually set it up in here, and she just thought that was a cool thing. Oh, that's awesome! So I'm glad that she supports the uh, fish keeping hobby. I know a lot of us men that are in the fish keeping hobby, some of their wives don't support the hobby. So I'm glad your wife supports you. Yeah, she's pretty cool, man, to be honest with you. She uh, she actually uh, supports the situation, and I couldn't ask for a better wife. Awesome. Well, this was a great show. Thank you so much for uh, being a good host tonight. Oh, dude, thank you for having me on, man. I, I enjoyed this whole show. It was, I, think it, I think it went off a lot better than expected. Awesome. You're you're going to be a great host. And next Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, and all the fish keepers out there and all the fish keepers who love African cichlids, next Thursday, October 1st at 9 p.m. Eastern, we're going to debut for the first time ever on American Variety Network, an African cichlid series called African Cichlid Keepers Hour with Donovan and myself. And next week, we're going to do an introduction to African cichlids. So are you excited about that? Alex, I am above and beyond excited. <laughs> awesome. I can't wait because I've never, ever had the opportunity to keep African cichlids for a long time. So I'm pretty much excited to learn about them. So listeners, please give my new co-host a great chance and tune into the Man Cave every other Thursday and tune into the African Cichlid Keepers Hour every other Thursday. So our next Man Cave is going to be on Thursday, October 7th at 9 p.m. Eastern. And I've got another one of my friends as a special guest that me and Donovan are going to interview. 
And the name of this guest is Will Lane. He's also a fish keeper, and he's going to come on here and chat about some man topics with us. So, men and boys, be ready for our next man cave on October 7th with Will Lane. Donovan, hope you have a great weekend this weekend, and go Chiefs. Yeah, thanks, man. Same here. <laughs> you have a great <laughs> weekend, man. Thanks for letting me on the show, dude. You're welcome. Uh, the- I really appreciate it. You did a great job. Oh, man, so did you. It's been a good show. You have a uh, great weekend, Alex, and I will chat at you later. All right. Thank you very much for that. And uh, I want to thank all the listeners who tuned in to today's show, whether you listen live or you listen to archive. I really appreciate your listen. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, the American Variety Network. Click like, and and, uh, you'll be sure to get updates on our show. You can also follow us on Twitter, American Network 1. Also, we are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Blueberry Radio, so you can download our show on your smartphone. Thank you all for tuning in, and I hope you guys will enjoy our new series, The Man Cave, every other Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Folks, thank you for listening to today's episode of the American Variety Network here live here on Blog Talk Radio. Alice Cardinelli and Donovan Barger, thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Man Cave. Until next time, we will see you later. Men, have a great day. And enjoy your football this Sunday.